Hello and welcome to my KBO's triannual podcast. This is the year 2023. The last podcast I made for my KBO was all the way back in 2020. Will I make another one this year? We'll see or will we have to wait until the year 2026? This time around, I decided I'm not going to go so heavy with the editing and producing of the podcast. After listening to podcasts over the last couple years, I've realized that unlike radio broadcasting, which is the the career and a major that I studied in college, it doesn't matter what happens on a podcast. You can have silence. You can have ums and ahs and nobody cares. You can even have coughing and it's all good because everybody got used to a podcast. When I was growing up, when I was learning and working in radio, shout out to WIOV and FM 97 of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That is where I worked overnights at Country Radio and Contemporary Hits, otherwise known as Pop Top 40 Radio. It was it was always known that dead air is bad air. So I always had to either fill or just talk and Ever, whenever I voice track, that's when voice tracking just started, I had to make sure that there is no dead air. So I would go back and edit all the ums and uhs and the pops, or I'd just continue reading scripts. So this time around in 2023, I decided let's not edit so much, let's not overproduce it, and let's just let it ride. So here for my first interview of the 2023 podcast season, I have my friend. He works for the Yunhop News Agency. His name is Jiho Yu. If you've been following Korean baseball for any any time now, you know that he is the go-to expert for anything Korean sports and Korean baseball. So it is great to have Jiho on the show, and I am very pleased to call him my friend. So welcome, Jiho. Thank you, Jiho, for having uh, for joining me here on on my first podcast of 2023. And uh, before you know, we we start looking at the WBC and the upcoming tournament, and maybe even the KBO season. Let me just start off with a question that I'm sure everybody is wondering, and it is, how do you pronounce the Kia Tigers pitcher whose last name begins with Lee and it, he's number 48 and he is their young rookie or he was a rookie pitcher back in 2021 but now he's their he, he's their star pitcher here and he's on the WBC team and he is a tongue twister for me to say and I can't even say it properly probably in English or Korean so I'm just wondering how do you say um I I'll say it my way e ri ri there's a lot of li there first of all and yeah. it is a tongue twister for Korean speaking people too um so I'm going to Try to slow it down. Go family name first. It will be E Uri. Okay. So Uri, even, uh, So he's spelling it E U I, and that's an impossible word to pronounce in English. I think. Yes. And yes. Even for Korean speakers, like I said earlier, that's a tongue twister. Uh, so E Uri. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> <There you laughs> thank <go>. you. Be, be, <laughs> because actually, I had somebody. I saw somebody on 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 Twitter uh, mentioned in one of my mentions was like, "How are they going to say his name on the English broadcast?" And I was like, "You know what? I they I, just call him I, Lee. I, they, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can't fault them because I can't even say his name correctly. But yeah. So then it is not just me then that has a probably a hard time. It sounds like maybe the Korean broadcasters may have a tongue twistering time when they, when mm-hmm. he ever he's on the mound. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the WBC, that is coming up here in a few weeks, and I know you are covering it from abroad right now. You are located in Korea, and you are putting out article after article about the WBC and the team, and even the teams that they're going to, the 
Korean team is going to be playing. Um, just logistically, how are you doing that since you are back in the office, I assume, or even at home writing these articles in, in Korea with like the team training in Arizona currently? Yeah, so two of my Korean side colleagues are in Arizona at the moment. So they've been covering the national team training camp there. And, and this is pretty common practice for my end when I'm not able to physically be at certain events or certain, you know, games, I will translate whatever comes out of the certain sites. And that has been the case with the Tucson stories with the national team. Obviously, it's a big tournament and I wasn't, you know, for whatever reasons, I wasn't able to go with them, but I will go cover the tournament in Tokyo. We're going to get to that later. But, uh, as far as training camp, um, you know, just because of time difference, uh, I've, I've been getting up a little earlier than, earlier than usual uh, to file some of the stories that they sent from okay. uh, Tucson. So by the time I get up, actually the stories are already there. So, uh, so they would file stories around, I don't know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Korean time. I'm not okay. up at that hour <laughs> covering stories live, but I'm usually up, you know, 6, 6.30 a.m., uh, log in, uh, trying to, figure out which stories I'm going to pick up and translate into English for English readers. Um, so, for for instance, if Korea, the national team plays a scrimmage, you know, I would do a brief game report. I would translate maybe interviews of with, with the players okay. in Tucson. Um, sometimes I would just uh, combine a couple of interview stories into one story uh, because I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'll do maybe some previews or whatever, and then some sidebars and whatever I find interesting, whatever I think that readers will find interesting or informative. Going into the WBC, I will pick them up and translate. So, yeah, my day typically starts earlier than usual. It has started earlier than usual in recent days because I've been writing so much about the WBC. But uh, thankfully, I won't won't have to do it (laughs) once I'm in Tokyo or in Japan. Obviously, no time difference between Korea and Japan there. Right. uh, uh, I'll be on site to um, to cover one. I think one day of practice and then two official exhibition games against uh, Oryx Buffaloes and the Hanshin Tigers on the sixth and the seventh in Osaka. And then national team and the press gang will travel to Tokyo, and the tournament starts on the ninth of March for Korea. Right. Well, that leads me into this question that I had in my mind um, when I saw that the WBC team was doing a training camp in Arizona, which along Mm -hmm. with quite a few other KBO teams. And now I was just logistically thinking I was I understand maybe why they would go to Arizona because of the weather. But ironically, the very first day, I think their training camp, it snowed, um, which was very rare for Tucson, I guess. But uh, just the thoughts of training in the U.S. and then flying back to Asia again on, I think, March the 1st and then mm-hmm. not on, then doing a practice day literally the next day, then going to do some practice games at Gojuk, then jumping on a plane, going to Japan, playing a few practice games. And then about one week later, they're they're playing their first game in the tournament against Australia. I know when I fly abroad, maybe just because I'm old now, but whenever I fly to and from especially significant time changes the jet lag on myself is just horrible i'm waking up at the middle of the night going what time is it and stuff like that so i just was wondering do you think that's going to have any kind of impact on on these guys on on players i I know maybe they're trained to do this but i just know me personally just flying back and forth i'm just thinking wow and then just just start practice the next day that's going to be brutal on some of the guys yeah, I think it's going to have a little bit of impact early on. Uh, 
you got to remember, remember some of the guys uh, with their KBO teams, they were training, about half the teams were training in Arizona already, but the rest right. of the league, some of the guys were training in Australia, and some of the guys were in Japan or Guam, so their flights were something like, it went something like, for example, with Yang Yiji, the catcher for the Tucson Bears. Uh, they were in Australia, right? So he flew back from oh, Australia wow. to Korea, and then he went to, from Korea to to Tucson. <laughs> uh, so he basically flew, well, I don't know, thirty six hours, whatever, right? Yeah. So he was like a yeah. he was like a zombie coming out of the airport, according to my colleagues who are there. Okay, he just looked like a zombie. He was so tired, right? Uh, so much traveling, and the guys who were coming in from Guam. I think the Lotte Giants were training in Guam. So again, from, from yeah. Guam to Korea, which is about four and a half hours and then from korea to tucson which is about right. well not tucson directly they went to had to go to right. um they Phoenix they to go to LA. three hours then <laughs> no, they had to go right. to LA. oh my goodness okay <laughs> they had to go to la and then tucson so okay. from, oh, from wow. korea to la would be wow. like 10 hours and then from there uh the transit i don't know how much they had to wait for the next flight but whatever right. so it was a long long trip long journey just to get there and then for them right. to come, and then... <laughs> yeah for them to come back to korea on march 1st R- they train the next day. They play the SSU Landers on the 3rd of March. And then they fly out to Osaka on the 4th of March. So, right. Yeah. And so then a lot of like less than a week later. Yeah. And less, yep. than, uh, less than a week, they're playing Australia on the 9th in, in Japan. Uh, right. In Korea, uh, KST time. And, and now my thinking was like, yeah. why? Wh- I mean, I understand that the facilities maybe are higher of quality than, say, maybe Guam. No offense to the... Lotte Giants in Guam there, but mm. I would I would have thought maybe hey why not have it down in Australia or something just to keep the same time zone because yeah. I again it might not have any difference to these guys nine days later after getting back to the fact but I'm just thinking for somebody like myself just traveling and I know you travel abroad to all these tournaments and stuff like that I mean just traveling is not fun to begin with usually and then just just going hotel to bus to waiting in an airport to then back to your hotel and then waiting and stuff. I, I, I just don't know how comfortable it's going to be. And hopefully for the WBC team, it has no effect, but I, I would think they're they're If they're like any other humans, it, it's going to have a little bit of a effect there, at least in the beginning. Yeah. So manager, manager, Yigang Chol wanted to have the camp set up in Arizona and they have good facilities and they have, again, about half the league, about half the KBO uh, teams were already, in the state, so and you know those teams, I think, happen to have a lot of the national team guys too. Right. So, okay. Uh, traveling for them was a lot easier for obvious reasons. Right. And I think it's interesting that Team Australia. I just I just interviewed their manager David Nilsson, and they're traveling to Tokyo actually on Thursday, and they're going to oh, wow. start training in in Japan. Okay. The next day, so they're gonna they will have been in Japan for about a couple of weeks compared to you know, Korea landing there about a week before the tournament. Right. Uh, and Nielsen told me, you know, I think he was only half joking that they don't have the resources to train in, in Arizona or they don't have the resources to okay. train in other major <laughs> league facilities. But I don't know, it might help them uh, in the long run uh, when it comes to WBC. Now, uh, you mentioned places like Australia, Guam. Yeah, would have been closer, right? Would have been would have made up for a lot easier, shorter travels um, to, to, to Japan for the tournament. But I think they just wanted to have, uh, like you said, better, better facilities uh, out in Arizona where, you know, right. they can play scrimmages with other KBO teams. They could even play against maybe other 
major league teams if if things work out. Maybe not this year, maybe down the road. But uh, uh, yeah, so again, I think they're keeping the fingers crossed. It's not going to have too much of an imp- right. impact uh, as far as players' of fatigue level is concerned. Okay, well, that I mean, that's I mean, that's interesting here. What you relayed from the Australian team because that might actually be be to their advantage, or w- I guess we'll see. I guess Korea maybe has a, an excuse they could use if they were happen to crash out early again mm. in this WBC. But um, as a Team Korea fan, I hopefully that that does not happen. But speaking of the team, now I know you have been covering the league. You've covered this team. You cover the. Uh, Korean baseball very closely. Is there anybody on the team, or um, we'll start with a, I guess the more negative one. Is there anybody mm. that that is not on the team that you think should be on the team right now? And then is there anybody on the team that you think should not be on the team? Oh, wow. you can you can not have to answer that one if you don't want to. I mean, I immediately have one person I think should be on the team that's not, and I think really? uh, you might maybe thinking the same thing, but that'd be the pitcher for Kiwom Heroes, Anujin. Oh, okay. obviously because of the of the bullying scandal yeah. um and maybe you can touch on this as to why he he is not on there but in high school with his uh bullying um scandal that came out then he was then barred from all international competitions if it's my understanding and then i think there's been some controversy over the last couple months here by uh like shinchu chu and maybe pak chan ho came in and talked about this maybe i was reading the headlines wrong about just they gave their opinions on him being banned basically from these international competitions maybe you can touch on that and like do you think that he should have been on the team or do you think the korean public feels he should have been on the team or anything <laughs> yeah with Anu Jin, um i was thinking more in terms of guys who maybe should have been there based on merit uh you know because it's not something i have put much thought on like who, who would have been snubs and who would have been maybe right. some undeserving uh you know names on the national team but with Anu Jin. Uh, so he's banned from the Olympic Games and the Asian Games. Uh, he's basically banned from those, I guess, quote-unquote amateur competitions because okay. you know he was banned by uh, his professional club for 50 games, the Kyum Heroes, back in his rookie season a few years back. And uh, I, I think there's a, there's a regulation within the uh, Korean National Olympic Committee where you know if you if you serve certain length of suspension within your sport or whatever, uh, you're not allowed to, uh, you know, represent the country at certain competitions. Okay. But that does not include WBC, by the way, because this is a professional oh, okay. competition. Okay. Uh, this is a major league baseball competition. So technically, technically, he was allowed to play for Korea okay. in this tournament, but uh, you know, he was not selected. Uh, I think the optics would have been terrible if he had been picked. For these reasons, okay. now with the bowling scandal, uh, so he, you know, basically beat up on some younger teammates in high school, and yep. it was discovered after he was drafted and signed with the heroes. They found him after the fact, and they suspended him for fifty games. And then it seemed like you know this guy has served the suspension, and let's move on. Uh, but uh, you know, I think the toward the end of last season, maybe early this year, uh, you know, one of the I think one of the victims uh, wanted maybe the, a better closure of the whole situation. Maybe he, one of the victims, didn't feel that Anujin had properly apolo- apologized for his action at the time, okay. and so this sort of an ongoing case at the moment. Uh, I think you know, with 
with the Korean public, uh, they wanted a better closure also. Uh, right. Rather than have something kind of hanging over his head, where you okay. know, there, there are still people out there who, who feel that he hasn't really properly apologized and, and whatnot. Okay. Now, with Chu, um, this is a whole kind of a new story. You know, Chu came on, I think it was a Korean radio station in Dallas, and he was asked about the situation and whatnot. He, and he felt, you know, Korean people in Korean people are not very forgiving. And he okay. felt that there's Korean people, when it comes to giving people second chance, Korean people are very, not very generous on their front. That's the way he okay. felt. And he thought I don't sure. know, should have been selected because he had already served the suspension. But I think he kind of missed the point as far as what I just touched upon, uh, kind of having the closure, right? Uh, right. Having that sort of uh, apologizing to his victims and, you know, kind of say that kind of thing, right? And, and, not, not, right. Not, and not have anything legal going on. You know, there's, sure. there's still a bit of a legal battle going on between on and his, uh, his victims there. So uh, it's not a closed case at this point. So... Sure. I think it's, I think people find it difficult to kind of let him off the hook at this point uh, and say, you know okay. what, his suspension was already a few years ago, let him play. And, you know, I, I think Korean people hold athletes to a very high moral standard. And they're celebrities. <laughs> and, and the celebs, yeah. And uh, you've, seen, yeah. you've seen guys that, you know, would, get caught driving under the influence of alcohol and yep. driving like 20 meters in their parking lot. Yep. And then they get suspended by the team or they get kicked off the team. Yeah. Um, not saying I'm condoning those actions, but, uh, you know, there, there's very high moral standard that these athletes are being held onto right. uh, in, in Korea. Okay. Now, with bullying, uh, just in the recent years, uh, it's been a very sensitive and touchy uh, social topic in, in this country. And... Again, I think the optics would have been really bad if okay. the national team committee had selected Anu Jin. Uh, okay. There's not, there's not, that's why I'm glad that you, yeah. <laughs> that's there's why I'm glad you're of, giving me their cultural information because yeah, and there's not for much me of, sitting here in America, I'm like, yeah. he should be on the team. <laughs> yeah. And there's not much of, you know what, forget it, let's go win the thing. Uh, let's, go win, let's, go, let's try to win at all costs. There's not much of that, I think, in, in, in Korea. Uh, I think okay. people the public in general still feel that, uh, you know, if someone has done something bad in the past and they haven't really uh, completely moved on from that, I think, you know, they should leave those guys off the, off the team. So, okay. um, will there be maybe, there might be some hand-wringing if Korea gets eliminated early and if maybe there's going to be some people out there who say, you know what, this is exactly the game where Anujin could have been really helpful. But, uh, <laughs> uh but at the same time, if, you know, on the flip side, if maybe, say, Anujin had been selected and maybe he goes out and gives up, yeah. like, 10 runs in two innings, whatever, um, then people would be like, oh, you know what? We should never have picked him in the first place anyway. Right. Uh, so uh, it goes both ways. But, you know, I, just on the field stuff, he was the best pitcher in Korea uh, last right. year. And without that history, there's no question who would have been the, uh, a, a no-brainer choice for this team. Okay. All right. Well, that's why I'm glad you came on and gave that cultural cultural perspective from there because me, having grown up in America, basically lived 
half my most of my life here in the United States yeah. coming from that mindset I'm like he did his time uh, you know like a, like like Mike Vick for, for when he did his time he literally mm. served his time and then yeah. he was able to play again and and so that's almost how I was looking at it and 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 with no offense to to his victim that he he did did have that and now that leads me to wonder if if maybe Chushin Su maybe because he had spent most of his adult life now after playing youth baseball in Korea, then moving yeah. to the United States. And I I'm worried about second maybe... chance too. And, right. And with Chu, because he was once, I think, arrested for DOI. Yes. When he was playing And they gave him the second chance. Uh, he, yes. he, he, he kept on playing. He became an all-star with Texas later on. So I think, he, you know, like, like you, or even more so, he spent his entire playing career in the U.S. up to couple of years ago right. when he signed with the landers in the kbo so right i guess his mindset had been maybe a little different than some of the korean guys korean bread right and maybe uh, that's people. i i briefly saw those headlines and so i mean that maybe that's what made me bring it up and that's why i thought i you know i'd ask you about that so you can yeah. touch on that so thanks for giving us that background and perspective uh for the baseball team side of things i still think he should be on the team but after hearing from your point of view i understand why he is not on that team just because of how much um controversy or like you said hand wringing or what would it the public feel like say the, the wbc teams in the championship game he's out on the mound he wins the thing for them are people going to feel really generally happy if the you know most of the public does not you know so i can see understand also then why they do not have him on that team um just because it'd be very bad optics as you said and there may be some a lot of bitterness here mm-hmm. uh bittersweet i guess if there is success on the field with him on that team well, let's go to something a little more happier than that. Sure. Let's talk about the people that are on the team. Is there an under the radar player who do you think who's going to make their name for themselves in this WBC? Because we know that Lee Jung Hoo, mm-hmm. he has all these scouts watching him. He is he signed with Boris. He is the next guy that's supposed to come over for KBO to slide it up big. So I mean. I don't consider him under the radar. Is there somebody that it could be a vet because I have a guy that I think is going to be important for this WBC. And mm-hmm. it, it's the, it's Che Junk from SSG yeah. formerly yeah. of the Wyverns. I think he should have been on the last team. I think he was excluded from the 2017, but was included on the previous team before that. I, I just think he's a veteran, especially now he's much older. Now I, I, I just think he's going to do something this time around. And I think, I don't know if he's quote under the radar, but I think he's a guy that I think will get, forgotten about in a lot of publications that maybe are coming out and i think he, i think he'll bring a lot to the team but that's sure. just me so i just wondering if you have an under the radar player or you think think somebody that's just going to be a key player to to korea's success or if they gonna ha- if they're gonna have success in this tournament what yeah. who that may be so treasure will be you know he's the only natural third baseman on this team so he's right. got this, there's a lot riding on his shoulders like i would go with some of the bullpen guys just because of the pitch count limits in the first round and the second round and all that. So starting pitchers, I think they're limited to 65 in the first round. Mm-hmm. It's very unlikely they're going to go beyond five innings, right? 65 pitches. Right. So you're going to have a lot of the, you're going to need a lot of the bullpen guys to bridge the gap between the starters and the closer who I think will be Kobe Suck kind of pitching in the ninth inning. But I'm looking at someone like Chung Chol Won, the rookie of the year uh, for Doosan okay. Bears. Uh, it's hard for yes. guy. Uh, first time in the national team. Uh, someone like Chung Woo Young for the LG Twins, kind of sidearm, throws really hard. Uh, I don't think a lot of the, maybe some MPB guys in Japan, but the other guys probably haven't seen a delivery like that very often, right? 
Okay. Uh, or someone like Ko Young Pyo. He's a swing man. He can start. Uh, he can come out of the bullpen. Uh, he can eat up a lot of innings. Uh, so those guys, I think the sort of hard-throwing righties uh, with Jung Woo Young and Ko Young Pyo sidearm, maybe submarine, unusual deliveries. And those are the guys that I think are going to be really important pitching in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings. Uh, you know, right. kind of keep Korea in the game or protect the leads and set up uh, for save opportunities for someone like Ko Woo-Sok or even Yong Chan. So, um, again, pitch count limits, the starting pitching, yeah. obviously important, but maybe not as much as a typical you know, yeah. postseason game or a regular season game. Uh, because right. In some cases, you know, if, if they run into some patient team, uh, you know, they might not last beyond four innings. Uh, so, you're going to have to ride those guys really hard out of the bullpen. And then... Right. Um, well, I think you uh, saw in the yeah. formation, I think there's a... Bu- I mean, just looking at the roster, I mean, it's just a bunch of bullpen guys. I mean, oh, I yeah. mean, obviously, they went with their starters, but I mean, they, he went heavy pitchers. on the bullpen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. He went... He went. Uh, Manager Lee went really heavy on that. Now, speaking of the opposite of the bullpen is the starter. So who do you have starting or who do you think is leaking out there starting? Uh, it leaked out what you uh, Darvish is going to be the possible... Uh, Japanese pitcher that's going up against Korea in that second game there. Sure. Who is scheduled to who's scheduled to be on the mound for um against Australia and against Japan? Do is Kutang Mo still set up or is he set up to be the guy going against Japan or do you, have you been hearing something or do you have a gut feeling of somebody else is that Ko Young Pyo going to start game 1 versus Australia or something? That's I I'm just I've been looking for some information and I'm just Yeah. There's not I, much I know they're there. keeping it tight to their vest. <laughs> yeah, it's not much out there. I, I think Kuchangmo is going to go against Japan. Um, okay, that's who uh, I had in my gut feeling too. The, I didn't know who for game one I have Ko as, as a possibly game one. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know what, they're going all in on Australia. That's the must-win game. I, I think Japan is almost a throwaway game with all the respect. If they, okay. win, it, they, if they, okay. if they win it, that's great. But if they lose, okay. they're not going to not gonna be too... Too down about it. As long as they beat Australia in the first game, uh, everything's gonna be fine. Because, well, maybe I shouldn't say everything because uh, you know you never know what happens <laughs> against Czech, Czech, uh, Czechia or even China. But uh, right. considering uh, the the I guess on paper talent, uh, Korea should be able to beat Czech Republic and China, right? And if yeah. you beat Australia, even if you be, lose to Japan, you will still finish in second place and get to the quarterfinals. So that's kind of the grand plan for this team. And okay. They're going basically going going all in on Australia. So uh, maybe Ko Young will start. Maybe you know someone like uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe Kim Gwang Hyun even or So Hyung Jun. Who, who knows? Uh, but Kim Gwang Hyun okay. and Yang Hyun Jung. I want to talk about these two guys because they're the two oldest pitchers on this team. And right, man- and I was going to bring them up. Are they yeah, going Lee bullpen, or are they said, just... Are they just- <laughs> no, the manager wants them to come out of the bullpen and eat up innings. Okay, uh, because that's what I thought. Okay. They have a little bit of experience coming out of the bullpen, and you know they know how to pitch under pressure. They've won championships. Uh, but uh, publicly, at least, like, like Yang Hyun-jung has embraced that. Uh, I guess, you know, he's... Yi Gang-chol used to be his pitching coach in the, with Kia, so he kind of has... Really good ties with him. <laughs> but Kim Gwang Hyun, uh, I don't think he's been too happy with that kind of proposal. Uh, I think he prefers to start, okay. uh, even though he has come out of the bullpen before. Um, I guess right. Kim Gwang Hyun only come out of the bullpen when he's about to win the Korean series, right? Try to get the final three out. <laughs> um, 
Yes. Did that, last how many year. times have we seen yeah, him? He's done it, I think three times, right? Um, yes. So good luck to him there. On yeah, that. unless there's a current series title on the line, he's on the line. He's probably not going to come out of the bullpen. <laughs> so he might start against Australia. But either way, I think they're going to go with the best guys, arm wise, against Australia. And then they play Japan the next day. Um, so it's a 12 noon game against Australia, and then I think it's 7 p.m. game against Japan. So quick turnaround. Uh, again, right? it's a, bit of, a little bit of a throwaway game. They're not going to admit to it, obviously, publicly, but if they want it, it's great. It's a bonus game. If not, uh, you know what? They're just going to pick themselves up and move on and try to be Czech and uh, China the next two games. So, right, uh, okay. I think it almost works out perfectly the way the schedule is set up that they play Australia the first game. They can just prepare for that game and not look beyond that game uh, until the day of the Japanese game on, on the 10th. So they're just going all in, trying to win that okay. game. Uh, if Basically, if they lose the game, they're screwed. If they lose that one, they're going to have to beat Japan and then obviously right. win out and then hope that Australia maybe loses to either Czech or China. So uh, it's an awful battle if they lose to Australia. But if they, be- if they beat Australia, uh, the, I think the path is going to be pretty clear to quarterfinals. Okay. Well, then, is do do did Australia when you with you talk to their manager? Did he say that he's going to put Warwick Sapold on the mound, or is it going to be somebody totally different that Korea K- Korean hitters are not familiar with? No, because I was. Yeah. I, I, Go ahead. I mean, if Sapold's on the mound, they 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 know him, and so I mean, I don't know, but he knows the hitters. But I think they would know him better than he may know some of these hitters or he didn't face some of the younger guys maybe in, yeah. in fact so i, yeah, I so didn't it goes know both ways he knows them they know him uh but you know he didn't really give much i he didn't he even <laughs> said he hasn't he hasn't really looked into korean team just yet at this point they're gonna start doing okay. it maybe later this week when the coaches get together but it's still a few okay a few, couple of weeks away they haven't really started looking at him or maybe he was just saying that not not hoping yeah. to get well, maybe we'll see our friend Chris Oxpring on the mound, right? I mean, he you know, knows, he's he in knows the designated pitcher's pool, so <laughs> I, I, don't think he, I don't think he's eligible for the first maybe round. The... <laughs> yeah. Oh, is is that how it goes? I forget. So, yeah, so many different I think, rules. I think well, he's I mean, eligible I... for the quarterfinals <laughs> and beyond. The WBC changes the rules each each time around, it seems. And hey, at least this time around, uh, Korea may not have to face Japan like five times. Or what was it in 2009? When they yeah, first one, 2006. I think they played each other three times. Or 2006, yes. Yeah. That's what so we, we beat them twice. And then the third one, which was the one that counted, we lost. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and that was yeah. yeah, that was the one I was sitting in in Dodger Stadium in the outfield. Going, oh, yeah? What are they doing? Okay, but yeah. So that was that. I mean, I, the WBC is something I like, but yes, with the rules and then the and then you know the. I guess they were trying hard to make sure they would win it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, mean, I guess this time around they're trying to make it a little more even. They got some different rules going on. I'm just sure. glad that they don't have to face this possible team. And now you know with the players being allowed, who they can who who the, who can be allowed on the team, which brings me to then that that is the the St. Louis Cardinals Tommy Edmond, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool that he is now allowed or Korea sure. brought him into into the fold. And are you surprised that they? Um, allowed him on the team since he is not in the KBO or he's not was not a naturalized Korean citizen. Or you, and do you think this is a great thing for for the team? Or and is there like a general uh, perception that this is awesome that we got this major league player? And then at the same time, what about then some of the other possible players that I had heard like um, 
Dane Dunning, Ra- Rafi Snyder and stuff. I know they ultimately did not make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanting your perspective of that, because I know for 2018 for the hockey team, they, they naturalized a couple, couple guys and put them on the hockey team just so that they could show up there and do, do well at that, do well at the Olympic games. This is kind of a little bit different since it's not the Olympic games and, and Korea was probably going to be a, above average team anyways so just wondering your perspective or what you're hearing from the from the fans and from the press side and media side about the inclusion of tommy edmund on the team which i think is very cool oh i think it's great well bit of a personal story um so i'm basically the first reporter in korea to to write that here's a guy who is actually half korean playing the majors this is 2020 spring training (laughs) uh the reason i knew he was half korean was um i actually know one of his cousins uh, Donnie Kwan. <laughs> awesome. he's, he's a journalist. He was he used to work for the ringer.com. And okay. he was like an East Coast Bureau chief for the ringer.com. And Donnie and I met of all places in Sapporo, Japan during the uh, 2017 Winter Asian Games. Uh, he traveled to Japan okay. to cover the Korean hockey team with a whole bunch of naturalized players. And he reached out to me to talk about the Korean hockey program. He's a big hockey guy, by the way. Um, so anyway, okay. as you, so, as you are too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love hockey. Anyway. So Donnie and I, we, you know, became friends and all that. And we stayed in touch and I think he, Donnie wrote an article on the ringer.com. He's no longer there, but he wrote an article on the ringer.com headlined. My cousin is a major league baseball player. And that guy was Tommy Edmund. So Tom, t- Tommy's okay. mom is, I think one of the aunts of Donnie's. So, you know, long story okay. short, uh, so I found out. Because I don't think a lot of Korean reporters go to ringer.com to read stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite websites, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I found yeah, out yeah. there's a time yet, man. He just got called up. He's half Korean. And I went to cover the Cardinal spring training in 2020 uh, for Kim Gong Hyun. And I tracked down oh, yeah. Tommy to do a story, uh, interview, bit of a profile. And so there was really the first story in Korean media talking about this half Korean guy playing in the majors. Uh, so a bit of kind of, you know, tooting my own horn there. Um, <laughs> now with... Uh, hey, with... toot all you want. You are the reason why <laughs> anybody knows anything about Korean baseball worldwide because you're the only yeah. person that writes in English for the last yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been that long. Um, with the uh, other players of Korean descent, uh, so KBO, the commissioner, Ho Gu-yeon, uh, announced sometime last summer that he wanted the national team to reach out to these players because the WBC rules allow them to play for their countries. We've seen examples, right? Freddie Freeman plays for Canada because his parents are from Canada. Yep. Um, Bobby Shad played for Brazil in the qualifiers because his mom is from Brazil. Uh, yep. We've seen uh, Mike Piazza play for Italy earlier, right? So you know, Korea wanted yes. to take advantage of that. Uh, there's a bit of a talent level sure. there too. So, But uh, Dane Dunning was hurt. Uh, Mitch White, I know... I interviewed him last fall. Uh, he wanted to come to spring training with the Blue Jays, try to establish establish himself in the rotation. So he didn't want to come up, get away from this, the, the oh. training camp with his team. So he declined. Uh, Rob Ref Snyder, who was uh, adopted when he was a baby, uh, you know, he pulled out because of well, he I guess he declined because of some personal reasons. Um, so sure. that that left time Edmund. So KBO they okay. sent people to the U.S. last fall to basically talk to all these guys. And okay. Tommy Edmund was going to be the only one available for the tournament. Uh, and I think it's great that we reached out to these, these, these people. Um, 
you know, they're going to obviously help the team competitively. Uh, he's, sure. you know, he's one of the best defenders. Uh, gold goal winner at second base right. two years ago. Should have been a winner last year, too. He can play second and short. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a third base in a pinch, right? So he's a great defender uh, with him and yeah. Kim Ha-sung up the middle. Potentially the best middle infield in uh, in the entire tournament. Um, defensively, I think, anyway. I think it so, will be. Yeah, so I think it possibly uh, could. Be. Yeah, so I think it's great for the program. Uh, hopefully, there will be more uh, opportunities for players like Tommy down the road. Uh, sure. Uh, so yeah, well, I guess I, that I just that just means. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Did anybody maybe feel slighted or that they got their position taken maybe because hmm. of somebody from? Uh, that was not a naturalized citizen that joined it. I didn't know if that was a feeling that was reaching there. I don't think so. I have, it, I'm not aware of that. Okay. I mean, you know, don't get bitter, man. That, which is get, great. Get which is great. So, yeah. So. Right, exactly. So that, I mean, I think that's, that's great that that feeling's not out there. That was just something that just came to me right now. And I'm just wondering, like, did somebody feel maybe, Hey man, I got, just got my, you know, I just got my spot taken on the team or something, or I just lost my starting position or something. So I'm glad that that's not there. And that's not even been mentioned in media maybe, or that I've even seen, or maybe you've heard, but that's just something maybe that naturally I was thinking of that somebody mm. might be, be feeling, which is, I'm glad that it's not. So no, I mean, it's been out there for a few months. Uh, people knew right. that last fall that, you know, KBO was trying to recruit those guys. So, so they knew Tommy Edmund was a candidate. They knew, KBO had talked to Dane Dunnings and, and I guess before surgery, they had talked to Rob Representer. It was out there. So people kind of knew what to expect. I think if anything, they were hoping more, more of those guys would have made the team. So, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of, if any, negativity toward having well, that, guys like that on the team. Right. Well, that, that, that is awesome because, again, I always, I'm adopted from South Korea for those that don't know that are listening. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody like Rob Ref Snyder watching him play has been has been awesome because finding out that he is also a Korean adoptee and I always have this one thing I always tell my friends that are scouts uh, that scout for the KBO I'm like we adoptees can get this special citizenship in Korea where we mm-hmm. can get automatic Korean citizenship if they want and you don't have to do as much of the military service you get you know you do once a year kind of reservist as like somebody like Rob Reefnighter if he didn't ever make it back into the major leagues he would have been a perfect signing for a KBO team he could have taken up Korean citizenship counted as a Korean player and then he could have also signed another foreign player but that you know nobody's ever done it and obviously Rob's then uh, obviously got back into the league there and, and doing quite well so it's not come to fruition but that's always in the back of my head so I was like if there's any KBO teams out there listening scout the korean adoptee baseball players and then have them naturalize as korean citizens and then they don't take up a foreign player spot but that's <laughs> mm. don't know how many there are out that are playing at a very high level <laughs> moving on i need to know because this is my one my, my kids are all in school now and i yeah. I, I can get a trip jiho do i need a book tickets to miami to see korea play are they are they making it i just i <laughs> Be my travel agent. Should I be <laughs> booking tickets right now, making hotel reservations in hopes of seeing Korea play? Or would I just be, you know, watching other countries play? Well, first of think? all, I think the tickets are sold out anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm going secondary. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Um, oh, boy. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not very optimistic, to be honest. And I'm here to be honest. Okay, because you, I'm right? so I'm not very. I, I, yeah, and I'm I'm with you. That's why I didn't yeah. buy tickets right away either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
it's kind of hard. Look, like the draw, if you look at the bracket, um, so Korea is in pool B, right? Let's say mm-hmm. Korea advances to the quarters as the second seed. So they're going to play, in that case, they will play the top seed from pool A. And that, yep. that group is, you know, pretty top heavy, I would say. Cuba, the Netherlands, and, and Chinese Taipei. So I think any yeah. one of those three countries can make it or can win the group. So if you look at the Dutch team, there's a whole bunch of Curacao guys from playing in the majors or who have been in the majors, yeah. right? Uh, Zender Bogars is going to be there. Uh, Vladimir Valentin, who was yeah. 60 homers in Japan a couple of years back, he's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Didi Gregorius. Roger uh, Bernardina. Bernardina. Um, uh, I think Hanwa's taken him to the woodshed the last two games, but I don't think any of their major league, <laughs> their big big league players have been there because I saw I think like Hanwa won like fourteen to one. They they, they yeah, smoked him to today. Like, what? Think, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, wow, have... Hanwa. All right, yeah. here we go. Yeah, carry that into the season just for the for the people of Tejan. Please carry that into the season. But I'm just like, and then I was thinking, are the guys from the big league camp there yet or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, spring training when Hanwa was winning game fifteen to four, so. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're not going to win a lot of the regular season games in the, by their score against anyone. So, I mean, just let them have their moment. Exactly. <laughs> Elite, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, all right, good yeah. job. I mean, yeah. hey, I, it's always more fun. I will say I, I, I'm a I'm a Doosan fan that I do root for, but I root for all the teams in KBO. But it is more fun when, when a team like Hanwha is doing well, like that one year that they made the playoffs and everybody's pumped. I mean, it just, it just the, the, their, their fans are very passionate. And I feel for them because as an Arizona Cardinals NFL fan, I feel that that's basically the team. They just keep on <laughs> doing really poorly and maybe have one good year. Hey, we made the playoffs. And then, all right, now we're just back to being bad again and being the laughing stock. So okay. uh, from a downtrodden team like that, I hope that, you know, Hanwha can turn it around with Subaru and, and, and company. And then maybe this is a sign to come. They beat up on the Netherlands, you know, in, in, in two games. So who knows? Maybe the Netherlands don't get out of pool A there and then and Korea plays who knows and then can advance to the semifinals in florida and i can book my ticket but i like you had a more realistic um take on it as well that's why i have not bought any tickets whether mm-hmm. it's on you know through Ticketmaster or even like secondary yeah. websites because i just don't know if korea's got quite enough to make it to florida i'd love to see it again like i said i was out in la when they played japan for the for the uh the final the, that year and it was the most incredible time that I've had as a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I love the WBC, but I would love to go see that again, but I don't want to go. I, if Korea is not playing, I did that. I went to San Francisco and didn't see Korea play. So it, mm. it, it, it was a little more, just not as fun for me. Still fun as a baseball fan, but not quite as interesting as if Korea would be, it would be playing in front of me. Right. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, nothing is really impossible in sports. Like we know, uh, you know, stuff, right. can, stuff, stuff <laughs> can happen it usually does happen right uh, in tournaments like this uh, but I'm just that's just not the very optimistic that this team will this team will get to the semifinals but we'll see like again the first game is going to tell a lot about this team if they play well if they beat Australia pretty handily like a lot of people expect them to and then if somehow they can even handle Japan the next game then they're just going to keep rolling on and maybe go to the semifinals. But uh, if they don't get out of the gate quickly, uh, maybe mm-hmm. struggle against Australia, maybe lose to Japan in, in pretty badly, then yeah, it's going to be t- it's going to be a tough uh, uphill climb to to get to the semis. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think I think it's going to be a great learning experience for all the younger guys that are on the team. Now, I know you said that it doesn't count towards the like the like the way the Olympics do. Does say Korea were to miraculously win the WBC, are any of these younger guys getting military exemption, or would that be well, off the table? Look, I think they made a one-time exemption for the 2016. They went to the semifinals right. and finished at third. That was the one-time exemption. Uh, the I think okay. the, the only other occasion like that was the 2002 World Cup, uh, FIFA World Cup in Korea, when the okay. host, as yeah. the co-host Korea went to the semifinals. Uh, the nation was in just the football fever pitch at the time. Okay. Everybody on the team got the exemption if they hadn't already served. Uh, right now, uh, they would not they would not sit well with the public if they give out one-time exemptions like that in a, in a sporting event. Okay. Um, so unless we unless you win the World Cup, uh, or I don't know. Even if winning the WBC, I don't think that would grant players exemptions. Okay. So you got to go out there and win. Okay. What? What? Yeah. Go ahead. Do Do Olympic gold medals still count for exemption? Like or yeah, any Olympic medal, any Olympic medal, at least least baseball wise. Yeah, any Olympic medal and a gold medal in Asian Games. So baseball is not going to be in the Olympics next year in Paris, but they will play the Asian Games this year in China. So they got to win the gold medal. So any sport. Any man, any uh, male athlete, gold gold medal in the Asian Games or any medal at the Olympics, that okay. means exemption from the military service. And then looking at at least looking ahead to the Asian Games, from what I know, it is supposed to be I think under twenty four, under twenty four, uh, yeah. uh, under eight. Under age twenty four, so that would mean if Korea were to win, a lot of the younger guys would gain military exemption, which could come into play down the road for yeah. some of the young prospects, maybe trying to get posted and not have to go back and stuff like that. So yeah, that, so that uh, actually plays a big part. Yeah, so it's a self imposed age limit. Uh, there's actually no limit to players and ages. Uh, there's no official age limit to baseball players. There's one in soccer or football okay. tournament in Asian games under twenty three, but they're gonna. Oh, okay. Actually, raise it to under twenty-four because the Asian Games were delayed by one year. But in baseball, it's it's a self-imposed. Uh, KBO wanted to uh, give young guys a chance to play internationally mm-hmm. and and not get into controversial circumstances where you know, in the like in the past, managers have picked certain guys just to help them get military exemptions. So OG one's not getting picked again. Yeah, so they wanted to <laughs> the military exemption. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be, I would imagine, it was going to be under 23, but since the Asian Games were pushed back by one year, I think they're going to do under 24. Uh, so people like Lee Jung-ho and Ko Woo-seok, they would qualify. They're 24 years okay. old. Um, and I mean, Lee jung is there, he's already got the exemption from 2018 Asian Games, so he doesn't need it. Right. But he could go out there and help, right. the, help the other guys get it. So. Uh, okay, well, we'll I see. didn't know then yeah. if they were going to allow a few wild cards o- older than 24. Uh, I think they but you said since maybe it is self imposed, they. Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. they will. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that. Well, that's going to be interesting to watch here. After this, we just got to get through the WBC and then get through the KBO season and then watch for the Asian Games, which, by the way, the KBO is not taking time off for no. that, correct? Right, that's correct. It's so the playing season straight will go through, on. and that's uh-huh. just. Okay. So teams are going to be missing some of their some of their young stars. Yeah, so no more than three players off any team. I think that's the rule too, um, just to make okay. it fair, right? Like some some teams might have more quality young talent than other teams. So some th- some right. teams in the playoff race might end up losing five six guys off their roster. So to make sure that doesn't happen, I think there's going to be a limit per. 
teams. I, I think it's three, maximum three per team. Okay. Uh, for the Asian well, that would be that would be interesting. I mean, I, I mean, we talked about Hanwha. Hanwha actually has a lot of young, younger pitching prospects coming. Don't have up, anybody. I don't know WBC, if they though. will get. Sl- no, 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 no. But they have some younger ones. Mundungju. They got the, what's yeah. the, the guy that the, the draft pick that had yeah the guy that had to apologize for mocking his team, which probably yeah. was not the brightest idea. But hey, we were all eighteen once. I'm just glad I didn't have <laughs> social media when I was eighteen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Hanwha has a lot of, of a good future. Uh, you know, just from a looking back at, I mean, they've had so many draft picks. They they got a hit on one, but then again, <laughs> people say that about the Arizona Cardinals, and look where we are. So, yeah, Jiho, <laughs> before we before we uh, wrap this up here, you just mentioned all these international tournaments that you have been covering, such as the World Cup, Asian Games, the WBC. Where does the WBC rank on your list of sporting events that you have covered here throughout your journalist journalism? Um, career look i love baseball is it something that's like <laughs> i love baseball okay that's my qualifier i okay. love baseball but wbc okay. itself it's not doesn't have a long tradition like the world cup or the olympic games okay it doesn't have quite the aura of these events and okay i covered the 2013 wbc the first round in in, uh, in taiwan and korea lost the first game to the netherlands five nothing and then ended up not making past the first round and 2017, first round was in, in Seoul at Kochak Skydome. Again, Korea lost to the, lost the first game uh, against Israel. I think it's 2-1 to one, and did not make it past yeah. the first round. And my, my third time covering it this year, uh, second time overseas in Tokyo, um, will they get out of the first round? I think they will get out of the first round, but uh, semifinals, that's a, that's a different matter. But uh, in terms of... Are you, I, just, I think yeah. what we're seeing is you're the bad luck chart. <laughs> for team career. I guess or third time will be the charm man because the first two no, times third time is going to be the charm this yeah, is yeah, it we'll see this is it we'll see I mean as far as my personal it. totem pole of events that I covered WBC yes not, what is your number one then not very high WBC is not very high okay um, Okay. look well, I love the Olympics what would games. be number one or two I love the Olympics Olympics um, okay the World Cup I've done it twice it's one sport so you can really kind of zoom in just kind of Right, have the tunnel vision on the one sport for two plus weeks, and it's kind of fun in that in that own way. So, the World Cup is up there, but nothing beats the Olympic Games, man. There's this, I know it's very corrupt. I know there's so many cynics out there who, you know, don't take, uh, you know, the, the, you know, there's there's so many disillusioned view out there on the Olympic Games, and I understand those, sure. right? But if you're there um, in person, uh, watch these competitions and. There's nothing that beats the Olympic Games, man. So, um, wow. Uh, so it's up there, but the WBC is not very high. Uh, but we'll see. I'm, uh, maybe okay. I change my mind after this year. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm just jealous that you got to see all these sporting events. And like I said, the WBC personally, uh, other than when there when Korea was played Japan in the final in LA, there that makes my sports totem pole. But I've been to other WBC tournament games with out Korea playing and that wouldn't be I'd rather go see my Arizona Cardinals or 76ers oh. play but that I mean so that's I think it had to do with who was playing for me personally oh, yeah. it was a 2002 World Cup but I think that's just because I was actually in Korea at the time and yep. um, I got to see the US uh, beat Portugal so that was a big one too because I, I follow US soccer as closely as hey, the World Cup is coming World Cup is Korean coming soccer. to the US in four years time or three years yes. time now and right? I, I'm trying I'm gonna be trying to get tickets 
as well. At least that one, I won't care who's making it if Korea makes it or not. I will try to apply for tickets for the Seattle pod or the Northwest pod. Sure. Um, WBC, like I said, as you can see how high or medium or low it is on my totem pole, I, I'm just waiting to see. <laughs> <laughs> so it might literally be like the day before, oh, right, they qualified. I'm flying down and I'm going to try to buy scalp tickets or something. But that, I mean, WBC, I love it. I love that they're trying to do this. So maybe six tournaments from now we get we're talking about this going wow this is an awesome tournament i feel the mm-hmm. passion but right now i think i'm with you it it, it it's kind of in the middle there um yeah it, it's still fun and it to talk about and sure. and it's always a good debate of to see which country is going to do well and, and 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 it's a good gauge i guess of, of korean baseball in, in general so i i I like it in that that aspect, and so uh, I'm glad that you're going to be covering it though for the Yonhap News, and you can keep everybody that reads your stuff because you, like I said, you were the only one basically putting out English articles for the last 20 years about Korean baseball. So I truly thank you for that, and I know everybody in the English world that follows Korean baseball thanks you as well. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for all the kind words, and uh, you know, you and I go back. You know, more than a decade, right? You, fifteen, I think, fifteen, sixteen years. Uh, yeah. I, I first found out there's this guy who is actually running this website on my KBO, and then he's, you know, doing stuff on Korean baseball in English. He's a cool dude, and he's got all the Tucson Bears gears for some reason. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been um, it's been a great journey. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to being the WBC and. Bit of a personal note too. I'm actually going to be playing hurt. Uh, I'm I'm nursing a, a bit of a broken shoulder at the moment. Uh, I've got my oh, right no. arm. I've got my right arm in a sling. I'm supposed to take it off the day oh, before. No. The day before I travel to Tokyo. So okay. So my my sort of range of motion in my right shoulder is kind of limited still. Uh, so oh, you're just uh, going to say, how's your typing and 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 yeah. and, 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 and no, I can, taking and everything? How no, is can, that I can, I can type, I can eat, I, I can function, but uh, it's a okay. It's, it's more of an inconvenience at the moment than any pain. So, uh, yeah. So I'm just going to try to rehab as, as much as I can, and uh, maybe just play hurt. You know, take one for the team, man. <laughs> okay. Well, well. Best of luck. Thank you for thank you for jumping on this podcast with me. I hope to maybe have you on many times more from now. But I know you're going to be getting very busy here with the WBC. So thank you for taking time out of your day to jump on and at least talk about this upcoming tournament and for the Korean team. Yeah, maybe we'll connect from Tokyo, uh, same time zone as Korea. So like. Uh... If I can find a, maybe a window of maybe an hour or two, uh, maybe we'll try to connect from, uh, from with, with me in Tokyo. We'll see. <laughs> yes, that would be great. And hopefully we, they break your curse and win that first game. Sure. <laughs> That's right. I haven't, I'm have 0-2 in first games in WBC now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how Australia brings it because they are getting there earlier, like you said. So we shall see. Again, thank you for, thanks for jumping on here, Jiho. Okay, thanks, Dan. Once again, thank you again for checking out my KBO's first podcast of the 2023 podcast season. I don't know if I get to another one. You're going to have to come back, check in, see if I do put one up here before 2026. Hopefully, I can get Jiho on again and we can talk about the uh, WBC tournament as it's going on. Again, my name is Dan. Check me out on social media at Twitter at MyKBO. MyKBO.net is the website or check out our Facebook group creatively titled MyKBO.net. Until next time, see ya.